0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Makeover. I'm your host, Garrett Marigut, and I am very excited to be joined today by Kim Giroux. Welcome to the show, Kim.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Well, very excited to have you and very excited to know, I don't even know who's on the wheel. I got to remind you that, Kim. Like, I don't actually even know who's on the wheel, let alone who's going to land on.
1: Yeah, and I like you and me both.
0: <laughs> who do you hope it's not? So I always want someone to say something and then it, to actually be that, and cause I just think it'd be great.
1: I hope it's not one of, my, one of our competitors, because I hate, uh, hate to be giving away tips.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I like that, a little competitive nature here. I like that, Kim. Well, so we're hoping there's no, uh, I won't even say their names, but you know, someone like a Prezi or someone like Google Slides or somebody. So we're hoping it's not them. Uh, what about like cybersecurity? I feel like it's gonna be cybersecurity, or they, they love these like niche industries.
1: Oh yeah, cybersecurity can be uh, that can be a tough one, but I think we'd have a lot to talk about.
0: All right, all right. Well, Brian, why don't you spin the wheel? Let's see who we got today. It's gonna be the Certus or, or Brave. I already know it. Or Braze, let's see. Oh, he's son of a gun. All right, cool. Thanks, Brian. So Brian head a marketing here director <laughs> and he gave us HubSpot. Spot. So all right. Let's do HubSpot. All right, hell yeah. Let's do it. Big company. These guys, I know he's laughing right now. I know it. <laughs> All right. You can see my screen, Kim.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Oh, that's a hell of a menu. Okay. So have you ever seen anyone with only three things in their menu? Like this? No,
1: they're uh, I think they're definitely trying to simplify the user's journey because i'm sure they have quite a bit that they put on this you know quite a bit of content all over the website i think they're trying to usher the user down into um a couple different paths
0: i want to look at salesforce real quick just to see how salesforce does this too if it's similar or not yeah need industry kind huh, of interesting so we have their software mm-hmm. that's a weird layout I haven't looked at their website. I'm a customer, to be honest, but I haven't actually. How are you? Yeah, I haven't looked at like their website because I just log in. So they've got marketing, sales, customer service, content management, operations. I haven't even seen this. I wonder what this is. Um, to grow better, you need to run better. So this is kind of. Huh. Play. Yeah. Would you use them for this, like over like a PSA software or someone who's fully dedicated to it, just out of curiosity? Like it's I it seems like a weird expansion to me.
1: Yeah, I mean it must be something that their users are are asking for. They must see a a a gap, um, opportunity to take more on, but I think you know that is weird to just be dropped into that from one of the first one of the first interactions we're having on the site.
0: Yeah. It's this new thing. I never heard about it. I was just curious how they went from being revenue, 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 mm-hmm. revenue, I guess service hub. I see how they all fit. I wonder, let's see if Salesforce has something. I know that Salesforce has financial force. So let's see if that's kind of their, I think it has to be their play. If that makes sense. Like, cause they are modeling this same kind of game to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. If that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Cause, uh, It's called Financial Force, I'll show you. So this is what Salesforce offers. I think this can help us understand it. So they have this financial force, so it's your, and it's like project management, services automation, business processes, but it's more ERP and professional services cloud, Mm -hmm. which is why it's like operation software. I don't, I guess I don't really understand it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it seems more like, um, you know, definitely an expansion opportunity with their existing customers rather than maybe something they are going with fully to everyone.
0: Yeah. So if we go back to their homepage, their promise to us as a visitor, right, is there's a better way to grow. Marketing, sales, and service software that helps your business grow without compromise because good for the business should also mean good for the customer. I actually love that copy. It's the best copy I've read on a hero page in a while.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's strong. I think it, you know, it tells, you know, tells the user exactly who they're wanting to serve. Um, I love also that they've got, um, if we look back up there, I love that they've got the start free or get a demo right there. I think that's a that's something that a lot of different um, companies are trying to balance and, and figure out their path. And I like that they get both CTAs and that one single button.
0: Yeah, it's a dual CTA with a single UX experience. So what happens next? Let's check that out because I love what you're saying. Oh, that's kind of a sexy way of doing it. Because like, think about it like, let's say from like Workday, I use Workday a lot, but it's kind of the same, right? You get in here and you want to get started, but they have all these different products. How do they let you get Mm -hmm. started? I'm just curious. Need help with your Workday account? What if I just wanted, I thought I was getting started yeah yeah that's so weird that's a way to make a lot more money huh oh it's yeah i was
1: wondering what their pop-up is over there let's see the chat bot
0: not yet oh yeah that is a horrific experience compared to this let's see what salesforce does because i'm just like i never i never see anyone do it like they're doing i want to just get that's so weird to me they're call to action is like a register front of is there not a way for me to get a demo from salesforce because here's the problem, right when these companies have these large products they want you to first go to sales and then get a demo but it's such a weird starting point when the hub doesn't feed anything oh my god i never thought about that but you see what i mean like you don't really holy crap you don't even have a way to buy from salesforce as a platform Yet yeah, HubSpot yeah. solved that. That's brilliant.
1: Yeah, they've definitely simplified it. And something else I like about that page you just brought up for them um, is just that it's it's making it's reinforcing to the user that the person they're going to talk to if they get on a demo is already going to know what they're interested in. Um, you know, whether they clicked on the marketing hub or the sales yeah. hub, those conversations are going to be different with HubSpot. And so I think. Um, this just lets the user know that it's going to be an informed conversation from the start. It's not a get on the phone and inform the the sales team at HubSpot what you need. Um, you know, they'll, they'll already have some, some of their, um, background and homework done.
0: Well, I love that they address the obvious elephant in the room. Too many choices. That's such a clever way of doing it over time because mm-hmm. it didn't pop up when I first got here, but I haven't been able to figure it out. And I clicked around a little bit and then they'll let me go. This is smart. Very clever. I, I had a question for you on this, cause I know your product, you have this kind of free trial as well as like
1: mm-hmm.
0: the other parts. Notice what they did here. And I, I think this is interesting, right? You can get started for free or you can get a demo.
1: They're mm-hmm. actual
0: moneymakers they don't do trials on. Isn't that weird compared mm-hmm. to everyone else? Like notice yeah. the thing they make their money, sales and marketing. You can either use it totally free,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no commitment, no credit card, or you can get a demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's awesome because you don't have to deal with that like paying for people who do trials and focus on activating trials where you see massive gaps in your financial modeling.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to to see. You know, if they had a free trial at one point, what was the what was the difference in their metrics after they implemented this different path? Um, and then I wonder once you're in the platform, I'm, i You know, in HubSpot, I think it's probably um, a rare case where there wouldn't be multiple seats um, involved, and so I'm sure with this get started free, it's just Honestly, the pathway to, to still get people into the, the paid model pretty quickly and almost, I mean, to your point, almost faster than a, a free trial, um, because they realize that they'll need to add more users and get more, more people um, inputting their, their part of the department equation in there.
0: Well, yeah, I think some of the issues with the free trial model is you have really crappy onboarding because you don't have a buying committee. You have an individual who signed up for a trial, but then you don't have the adoption necessary for someone to truly activate the software. So you okay. have poor lifetime value because you have such high churn. I okay. think this solves that churn because you either get the free sales CRM or you get the premium one. And you don't bastardize people's opinion of your product because you weren't able to do concierge onboarding like a superhuman because sure. you're at the massive scale of HubSpot. Yeah. You don't have people signing up and not experiencing the value because mm-hmm. the trials co-dependent on so many other things to actually be successful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But I think it's an interesting way to to take the users through the the onboarding process.
0: Yeah. I wonder how they do pricing too when they have all these different products. Let's check that out.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: that's interesting. Well, this is confusing as heck. Yeah. I just yeah. got mind blown with the 14 different prices or whatever I'm looking at right here. Like starts at 50, 45, build at 540, upfront save 10,000 con. And that's a lot of numbers in a short amount yeah. of space. You know?
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's an opportunity to simplify this. Um, you know, maybe get, maybe get rid of the starts at, maybe, you know, get rid of some of the copy that's on that pay monthly or pay up front try to just really you know simplify to get the user to to feel confident that this is going to be something that's going to um benefit them and make it you know easier on them to do their jobs rather than bogging them down in in a lot of um details and and next steps i guess
0: you have to imagine though they tested this like crazy right like the three different numbers i've never seen anyone in my Mm -hmm. whole career do three numbers have you
1: uh, within that, within a single price, no, uh, single tier, no, I haven't seen that. Um, I'd, I'd be curious if they're doing testing on this as well. I, I'm sure for some of their marketing channels, or they've got different pricing landing pages that they take the user to. But maybe they, you know, maybe they felt everything needed to be front and center on this single pricing page for all users. It's, it's quite a lot, though. I guess you'd walk away from this feeling really informed about, you know, what what exactly you were getting.
0: Yeah, I think what they're trying to do is, I think they're obviously running tests on how they increase their average order value by focusing on this pay up front. See how this is like, mm-hmm. this to me is actually a cash play from finance. So, what mm-hmm. they're trying to do is, they're trying to increase their cash on hand so they, they can advertise more aggressively because they're actually wanting you to commit annually and pay up front instead of quarterly billing, and they'll give you 10% back. So, this addresses a financial issue in their business, in my opinion, which is decreasing their payback period increasing their cash on hand so they can be more aggressive with growth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I like to see that though. Like that's cool. I like this too. I think calculate your price. It's a little weird to not have that at the top. No. Oh, I guess that you have to, it's different for each one. Yeah. See.
1: Hmm. Yeah. They had the sliding scale on the other one. This one's user-based.
0: So, yeah, so sales goes off of users and marketing goes off of contacts. So they also have dynamic pricing models, which is pretty interesting. Notice how it's not a contact. It's not a user's play. It's a contact's play. Yep. And I think that's what Marketo does as well. So that's kind of that whole marketing CRM versus, yeah, yeah, you know, everything mm-hmm. else. Interesting. Now, they're famous for their content back in the day, right? Email marketing. Let's see
1: yeah.
0: how they do that now. So... doesn't look like somebody who made all their money on inbound, does it?
1: Yeah, it's pretty hidden.
0: Just like ironically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wow, 25 minute read. It worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely lengthy. I don't know anyone who would, I guess, really be diving into that unless they were at the moment that they needed to, to actually write the blog.
0: Okay. Quite thorough. Yeah, no, I guess, it, which is great. I'm sure, uh, what's the post? How to write a blog post? Let's see if they rank for it.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, and they got the SERP, they got all of it. My Google's been so weird. Isn't this crazy? How, like, just, like, changed on it.
1: Yeah.
0: See how it starts with HubSpot, and then, like, the thing ref- that's weird, man.
1: Oh, interesting. I haven't
0: seen that before. Yeah, I don't know what's going on my Google. I think my Google is just all screwed up. I don't know. It's been going on. I only, like, use it for this. I usually use a different browser, but the – yeah, interesting. But, no, I do – it's interesting to me that, like, a company that made all their money uh, and they're, like – you know what I mean? They still have these, like, crappy pop-ups and everything. Do you think it's just because these work better? I just – it's so funny to me that they're like the pioneers of inbound marketing, but it looks like they're the ones who fell behind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like an older approach. Um, it's, it's gotta be working for them. I think, especially with a, a piece of content that's this lengthy, um, you know, where else do they have that call to action to subscribe? Um, you know, it's probably just that they didn't want to leave it. Oh, there we go. Up at the top. Yeah. Yeah. It must just really drive enough for them that they're willing to, uh, you know, roll with it.
0: Well, yeah, it's such a, it just seems like such a, cause it's not based on post date. I don't believe we look, I don't think this was mm. posted recently. No. Yeah. It's not a post date thing. So I just find it ironic that like, to me, it would be much more content that connects their ecosystem. Cause I could have managed, I could imagine one of the hardest parts of working at HubSpot is like getting a marketing team who loves it, but then somehow convincing a larger sales org not to use Salesforce because like every head of sales I've ever worked with or met mm-hmm. uses Salesforce. But they introduced their enterprise HubSpot CRM that has custom objects and a better bi-directional sync with Salesforce. And that's what I use as my tech stack. Yeah. I would just think their content would probably speak more to their products, I guess. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't use mm-hmm. HubSpot for blog posting. I don't really associate them with blog posts as much as I would like a WordPress. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, their approach must really be about um, building themselves into, you know, the the thought partner or thought leadership for the, you know, for the users that are in their system so that they know that they really need HubSpot um, to do their job well because HubSpot is helping set trends and helping identify trends and keeping them informed across all different uh, areas that fall under marketing or other other channels.
0: Yeah, I do love this. Like this is the kind of stuff I thought they'd lead with, right? This really good partner marketing report with Litmus and Wissia. And then it talks about the different like state of marketing report. It's just interesting to me that they like choose to lead here. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we, maybe we get more of that over here in the eBooks guide some more. Yeah, see like this is kind of more of the content I kind of thought I'd get out of them Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah that's an excellent point yeah it's it's interesting i'd be curious how um how users typically navigate around the site knowing that blog is above on that uh menu uh above the um the resources
0: well because what's so interesting about this approach is we're seeing it through the lens of the website not through the lens of the search engine and i'd argue hubspot sees their content strategy through a serp more mm-hmm. than for their information architecture. Because like, I don't see as much of, like this doesn't seem to be a part of the website. The website seems to be about the software and pricing. And it mm-hmm. seems that the contents, the entry point to the website, not the next mm-hmm. step. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, from a uh, discoverability. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people are probably, um, you know, finding these HubSpot articles through, through Google, through Bing, um, and to your point, then becoming curious or having another reinforcement um, that HubSpot is is uh, a tool that's that's going to make their uh, work a lot easier to do.
0: Yeah, let's see how they integrate it to their product pages. So let's say I go to the marketing hub, right? So now I'm learning all about your marketing software. This is cool. This like thing they're doing with product description and pricing already—it's like an e-commerce like skew. Type mm-hmm. setup, you know what I'm talking about? It reminds you of, like, a product page where I'm about yeah. to buy, and then they have, like, this stuff underneath it. Doesn't it remind you of, like, going on Nordstrom's or something and, like, seeing the yeah. product description?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's smart. I haven't seen that before.
0: No, I haven't either. It's actually pretty sweet. Now we got our social proof. They're kind of playing the hits. Now, why not move the video up and get – the more dynamic, because this doesn't really do anything for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see if it's any good. Mm -hmm. It's really slow.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Like noticeably slow in their cadence of like, but hey, interesting. So we have that and then attract attention, convert more leads, report and customize, customer content, SMB focus though. It's weird, right? So like notice the logos, sexy, Mm -hmm. notice the case studies, not necessarily yeah. the same. So they have a dual persona on here, which I think is kind of weird. What do you think about that? Like, you know what I'm saying? When you have like the logos that say you're legit, but then the case studies show. Yeah.
1: Know. Yeah. You know, if if those uh, case studies had been, um, you know, slightly different, I'd wonder if maybe they were doing some sort of customization um, on the page to, to surface case studies of users that um would be in the same industry as the user visiting. But I, I think to your your point, it seems like these are just the case studies that exist for all users that would arrive here. So I think there is an opportunity to to maybe better align what's in the case studies to the logos that they're showing up top.
0: Yeah, I agree. And what's this, by the way? Like why do you need all this CRUD?
1: <laughs> yeah, there should be a way to simplify all those tracking URLs, not tracking kind of data. Work.
0: Well, yeah, board's where's the content? You kind of see my point? So, like, I came here to learn about your marketing hub. Where's, mm-hmm. like, the inbound methodology post that breaks down? Like, because I think the thing I don't see here, and by the way, I absolutely love their product. I just don't think they're, they're doing their product justice because, like, for example, if you go on the product, one of the cool things they have is, like, this ad functionality where you can see how your ads, ads are performing. Right here, ad tracking and management. Oh, I have to click in and then. oh, how do I get to that? See, that's weird to me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because this is a use, all the outcomes. I want to do have better analytics on my ad campaigns without paying for visible. They have that. -hmm. Where they could go get a much higher average order value with an upstream marketer, but they don't articulate to you and I what we want. They very much articulate to the SMB owner. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does.
0: Like this doesn't speak to your pain or your needs. Yeah. Right? You don't think, oh, HubSpot, that's going to help me with my SEO? You think SCM Rush or Ahrefs tool, blog? You're not like, oh, HubSpot. You're like WordPress, social media management. You're like Buffer. You see my mm-hmm. point? Like the yeah. way they articulate it, it doesn't fit with the way the modern marketing stack works. It's mm-hmm. a they're accidentally decreasing their average order value by speaking about their product to an SMB instead of to a subject matter expert.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point.
0: And then their logos support that. And then I don't have that like content that makes me feel like watch like somebody like sells to like us more. If that makes sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's like a metadata I would imagine is selling to us. Generate revenue, not just leads the first. You see what I'm saying? And then the logos and the Mm -hmm. quotes all fit us. Yep, And then the way they talk about themselves, higher B2B match rates, things that we've struggled with. You see that closed loop mm-hmm. attribution. And I get that they don't have the same persona as HubSpot, but it's like HubSpot mm-hmm. wants to beat Marketo from everything I've seen. These logos, they're getting people to use them who are larger because they are better than Marketo, yet they aren't deciding to speak to people like Marketo speaks to people. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Right. So, like the problem with HubSpot is when you feel like you get a big budget or a big team or you go international and you have EMEA and APAC, you feel like you have to graduate from HubSpot to Marketo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I,
0: I, I think it, if I'm HubSpot, this is something I talk about directive, I want people to graduate within HubSpot, not from HubSpot. And sure. Yeah. I don't see that connection that I get when I look here, if that makes sense right? I see G2, not Gartner. I see no Forrester, no buying guides, no Harvard Business Review, no, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: none of that, like more mid to enterprise level content strategy that does work.
1: Yeah, they definitely seem to be going more in for that uh, small to medium size business user and and then hopefully um, getting on the expansion later or letting the user grow, but not maybe You know, I wonder if their approach has been this way to try to um, simplify their offering for, say, a small to medium sized business user, get them into the tool and then work on, um, you know, growing them and growing what they're doing in HubSpot from there. It's interesting. It's an interesting approach for sure.
0: Well, yeah, but there's a there's a fallacy in what you're articulating in their strategy, which is that a smaller business can can become a larger one. The mm-hmm. truth is, is, they can't for the most part when you do contact based pricing. How would an auto shop ever graduate within HubSpot if they don't have, with the way their pricing works, if they don't have a use case for more contacts?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like,
0: that's the little stuff when I'm looking at this and I'm looking mm-hmm. at it at a strategy level. I'm like, you're leaving so much money on the table. You have this mass market share. I just wonder, but because they don't let me self identify, because you can have kind of marketing hub and then I could see like, SMB or enterprise, and then you could create that, like the logos could be all SMBs, and then I could see the enterprise where they're enterprise, and then the features and the copy, the voice mm-hmm. could be different. I almost would wanna separate my buying, my types of buyers almost, so that mm-hmm. I could get the right, like I really think that's their biggest gap. I mean, I've got over hundred SaaS companies, and they all feel like they need to use Marketo when they're serious. And I had Marketo, and HubSpot's better than Marketo if you're serious. But yeah, that's not the perception, I, and I don't think they're doing anything to change that. It seems like, in fact, they're actually doubling down the other way, mm-hmm. which is just weird. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, especially to your point, it, it seems like it would be an, um, you know, possibly a, a simple test to break out the break out the, you know, content that's on a page like this and just say. This is going to be how enterprise should approach it, and this is how, you know, HubSpot can help you right now as a small to medium uh, sized business.
0: Well, yeah, because all your cash flow, right, as a business here, what's going to flow through EBITDA is going to be your variable revenue, right? As you increase contacts, but don't have to increase customer support, net new acquisition, or anything else. Yet, Kettleball Kings and Oakland Harley don't have a clear path due to the fact that they're local businesses to add more contacts because they're fit. They're like servicing a fixed total addressable market. Based on serviceable location. Yep. This is conceptually weird. I love it. Okay. Any final thoughts you have here, Kim?
1: Uh no, I I think, you know, overall their websites great. I you know, there's some things that, you know, obviously we chatted about today that I think are opportunities for them to, to test at least.
0: Congratulations, Kim. You're now the CMO of HubSpot. All
1: right. Great. You've got
0: three ideas. What are those three big things you're going to introduce?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think we've got to test what you and I were just chatting about with the um, enterprise um, path or the small to medium sized business path. Um, you know, I think there's probably some room on the blog to, to test out um, different methods to get users into the subscribe. You know, maybe that pop up wasn't going, you know, maybe that's not the best way anymore. Let's test it. Let's see if. We want to put it throughout the content um, as the user scrolls. And um, gosh, I don't know. We chatted about a lot in this. I'm trying to think the third thing I would do. I, you know, I, I, uh, I would say they've got to prob- probably put more testing in place. You know, you and I went directly to the website. We directly navigated there. But um, you know, if they don't already have a lot of landing page tests and content tests in place to tailor the experience to the user, I think that's a big opportunity for them.
0: Yeah, I love that, Kim. Yeah, I think for me, I love some stuff they're doing. That like get trial or demo CTA, I thought was pretty sweet. I didn't see anyone do that singularly because it creates that singular flow, mm-hmm. uh, which does yeah. allow for better testing. So some of that stuff they're doing really well. I think some of the gaps I saw, I think there's a better way to try to get larger upfront pricing than the way they did it. Those like three, four different numbers and prices was a little confusing. I think their content strategy, yeah. they need to rethink. I think they played the hits 10 years ago and it made them super successful, yeah. but it seems like they're writing all their content for SEO's sake and not for their product marketing goals sake. Mm-hmm. And I, I struggle to connect their blog to their product like very well. And so I would imagine it's a volume play, which I get, but I think mm-hmm. we could do a better job with customer generation and monetization by aligning the content strategy and what I call acquire, sell, retain. So what content do we need to acquire cu- customers for this product line? Mm-hmm. What content do we need to sell customers on this product line? And what content do we need to retain customers for this product line of this segment? And when you lead with a blog post and I don't think anyone in the marketing community, which is what that was for. I don't think any of us are like, Oh my God, HubSpot's the best for blogging. Like you, it just seems like a disconnect between sure. the outcomes we use their product for. And the way they're positioning their content. So, yeah, honestly, it's hard. They're a behemoth for a reason. Their marketing is great. Um, But I think they might just want to pause for a second and say, did the strategy and approach that got us here today, will it get us where I'm going? Like, is our audience really the SMB now? If we have the big logos at the top, but the SMB case studies in the bottom and our whole voice feels kind of fragmented. It's not enterprise, but it's not totally SMB. They're like this weird thing where they don't know what they are it feels like at the product sure. level. Right? Like they've put all this money for custom objects, enterprise product, like to go to that next level, compete with Marketo, take part up, market share. But then they talk about things that you would never talk about if you're trying to get the director of demand gen at a Series A company to use you. And
1: yeah,
0: I just think there's this like re pause, stop, and rethink set, who is our real audience for HubSpot tomorrow? And do we need to keep investing in our old audience or do we need to try to get a new audience? And will we still be able to have our current one if we do that? Or do we need to segment it? Um, But no, this has been amazing. Um, Kim, someone wants to follow along your journey at Beautiful AI and everything else. What's the best way for them to follow you?
1: Oh, on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Oh, there I am right there. Kim Giroux.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been phenomenal. And thank you, HubSpot, for being our muse.
1: Thanks for having me. I had fun.
0: All right. This has been great. Thanks, Kim.